Welcome to Digital Transformers, the show that connects you with what you need to build, manage, and operate your digital supply chain. Join your host in a timely discussion on new and future business models with industry-leading executives. The show will reveal global customer expectations, real-world deployment challenges, and the value of advanced business technologies like artificial intelligence, blockchain, and robotic process engineering. And now, we bring you Digital Transformers. Hello everyone, this is Kevin L. Jackson and welcome to Digital Transformers on the Supply Chain Now. So I ask you, what is the future of work? Things have really changed so much over the past two years that work no longer fits any of its traditional definitions. I really didn't appreciate how fast things were changing until February 10th. 2018, that's when sort of my work life changed. This was way, way before the pandemic, when Mr. Marcin Fuzanski reached out to me on LinkedIn, you know, out of the blue with, with a simple question. He said, are you open for a short midterm assignment in the coming months? Hmm, that was pretty surprising to me, actually. It, it led me but it led me to a gig helping the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia develop the kingdom's cybersecurity and cloud computing policies. It was an honor to actually do that. But little did I know that the future of work had reached out from the future and touched my life. So with that, I would like to introduce the man that transported me to my future, Mr. Marcin Buzanski, co-founder and president of Expertise On Demand out of Warsaw, Poland. Welcome to the show, Marcin. <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome, Kevin, and welcome everybody who's watching and listening to us. And it is a great pleasure to be uh, on the show and to, to talk with you again and, and, and to hear um, uh, again about uh, how we got connected. I also very fondly uh, remember this uh, as it was also around uh, quite early stages of experts uh, on demand. And uh, we have developed uh, quite a lot since uh, then, quite a story here to, to share with you and the listeners. So I'm extremely happy to be here and, uh, and talk with you. No, well, thank you very much. I tell you, uh, you guys have been really grown over the past few years. I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about that, but I'm telling you, I'm so happy to, to see you. So you just returned from a pretty interesting trip. Can you, can you tell us where, where have you been? That's that's true. That's true, and uh, uh, we'll share it with uh, with our other guests here. I just just came back from uh, uh, from Ukraine, which uh, we all know right now is uh, fighting a war, and is a neighbor to uh, to Poland, uh, where uh, where Eon the headquarters uh, are, and uh, you know it, it plays a special place, uh, um, of course, uh, in uh, not only in our hearts as Poland, but uh, with Eon D, we have a, a number of employees uh, who are 
from uh, from Ukraine. Uh, and uh, while uh, our experts, uh, a lot of them, uh, have also come from uh, from Ukraine itself, uh, we've also had uh, a strong uh, background in terms of expertise available for government assistance and um, and government reform, uh, which we wanted to see how can be best, uh, of course, used to 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 aid um, uh, Ukraine. One of the things actually we've done uh, as EOND, we started this quick program when expert fees uh, uh, from quick consultations uh, can be also donated uh, to support the humanitarian efforts in Ukraine, uh, which EOND matches um, uh, as a as a donation wow. to uh, to the cause. Of course, uh, we've we've been doing uh, that, but also a little bit um, from my personal expertise as a, as an expert in government capacity uh, building. I went to, to to see how we can help the uh, the central and regional administrations respond to uh, no to this terrible situation. Of course, that uh, that the country is in. And I think one to, to share with you and, and our uh -huh. listeners, it's, it's, it's always a humbling uh, experience to see uh, what uh, people are capable of uh, in times of dire straits, in time yeah. of, uh, of extreme situation. It takes out the best of them. And I think, you know, it's something to share with you and our listeners that uh, Ukrainians are really showing that they're very, very uh, brave, that they're very, very uh, committed, and they are uh, playing an extremely important role for the whole of Europe and the Western uh, uh, alliances uh, uh, here. So uh, I came back, uh, you know, from uh, from the strip, uh, wanting to support uh, uh, even more, and of course, uh, you know, seeing uh, seeing the bravery and the extreme uh, effort that the Ukrainian population is doing currently. Yeah, we really thank you for your humanitarian um, efforts. And, you know, I know the news really shows us some, some horrible scenes, but we can't forget the best of people really come out in, in, in the worst of times. But from, from your point of view, how has this war really affected the nature of regular work uh, across your region? Well, I think uh, the the closest part is is clearly uh, an effect on our employees and on our and on their, their families and something mm -hmm. that we needed to to take into consideration. In the in the uh, greater uh, schemes, I think it uh, it also adds a bit of a new dimension into a certain reality where we're already starting to find ourselves. Meaning that uh, uh, you know that there's uh, people who are remote, people who are moving, and they can engage in work uh, quickly in different uh, locations to provide their uh, their services this has happened with a lot of uh, uh, ukrainians coming through the border to poland but also traveling to to other places which have certain skill sets and have been looking to work not really receive uh, charity and uh, you know with uh, eond functioning in the uh, global uh, gig economy we right. can observe that, that these type of uh, different jobs are being seeked from different skilled uh, workers coming from uh, from Ukraine. So uh, I think uh, it, the conflict where you have such a mass movement of population is showing us that uh, people can quickly find a different type of short and midterm jobs uh, via online uh, platforms. And, and this was something that uh, I think fits in also in this greater change that we're seeing uh, globally in the in the work market. 
So that's something that I actually didn't think about. It wasn't really top of mind, but there's just literally millions of people coming across the border into Poland and they, they want to work. They, um, you know, they still have a, a life, but this is a completely different dimension for, you know, human resources, your, your HR team. I mean, you never, companies don't typically design their HR department to handle a, a flood of refugees and it's especially trying to do remote work. You know, EOD is, I mean, you have to do HR too. How, <laughs> how, how did that happen? <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, uh, for us, uh, this part is, is a little bit uh, um, easier in the sense that, uh, you know, we have, uh, we have our experienced recruiters, right, who, oh. uh, who are, are dealing with this, uh, this type of um, short-term recruitments. But uh, I think if you look more broadly at the whole, uh, you know, market and, and HR market across the whole Central Eastern European region, not, not just Poland, you know, it is trying to to, to respond to to allow uh, a lot of the refugees to find jobs uh, um, and and be able to to provide uh, their support. And in some areas, for instance, like IT, this is a, an extremely you know important uh, um, uh, factor because there was a scarcity of actually talent uh, wow. and people uh, who could be ready to to work in this area. So. I think you know that that certainly adds to to that dimension. But again, we'll have to, of course, see because we're uh, only a, a month and a half, and we hope this this conflict ends as soon as it can. But then also yeah. people uh, will want to return uh, uh, return home. So uh, you know, so for 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 us, uh, actually, the the thing we'd want most is <laughs> for the the people to return, but still relationships mm-hmm. to be built so that uh, people can find jobs. Right, right, absolutely. So, in fact, I guess we probably should slow up a little bit and, and discuss how you actually got to where you are today. I mean, uh, can you share a, a bit of, of your background in, in, in Poland, your training? What 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 did you do before EOD? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've. Uh... My background and training is, is actually I'm a political uh, scientist uh, oh, uh, by wow. training and education, and I've uh, um, uh, I have degrees uh, from uh, from from Warsaw um, University um, and in European affairs and in international affairs. But uh, my work early on was uh, primarily uh, with the United Nations uh, in uh, in government advisory, and it actually led me also to the States, where I uh, where I did my um, master's degree uh, at Columbia University in economic and political development, uh, which um, uh, which really took me to uh, to work with uh, um, the UN and other international organizations and government advisory. Uh, uh, in building government uh, uh, capacity across the world, and and mm-hmm. I've been able to uh, to travel and work in in many many countries in Africa, in Southeast Asia, in the Middle East, and only. Um, as it uh, uh, you know happens uh, by uh, accident you could say 
Uh, I've uh, moved on uh, a little bit from being an, uh, as they call, international civil servant uh, into right. an, an, uh, an advisor uh, doing consulting work and, and being, uh, you know, the subject matter experts or, or, or the expert. <laughs> and, uh, and this is uh, sort of where I learned or saw uh, about uh, how uh, experts are sought after globally. Uh, but also, uh, you know, what kind of companies uh, try to uh, work with them uh, and actually try to find them. And, uh, well, this is uh, sort of where the first first thoughts about uh, some kind of uh, consulting type of uh, group or network uh, have right. started to emerge. So you're the co-founder of Experts On Demand. How did that happen? Did you guys <laughs> bump into each other at the coffee store? Or getting some this is this is uh, you know the the uh, what could be called the startup moment in uh, <laughs> in, in the story. So when doing this uh, all this work uh, as an expert or as an uh, advisor, I've connected uh, with um, with my colleague uh, Bartek, who is now the uh, the CEO with, uh, at Eondi. And he, while well, we knew each other from uh, years, years back uh, in Poland, uh, uh, you know, drinking beer at university in pubs. Uh, it's always we, good. <laughs> uh, which is always good. Uh, we've uh, we've connected uh, um, uh, on a project and haven't seen each other for a very, very, very long time where he was uh, working with one of the large uh, international consulting uh, companies uh, and needed uh, experts like myself. So right. we uh, connected. He brought me in uh, on, on a project and, um, uh, well, we came to, uh, to an observation and, uh, and conclusion that particularly in the field of, um, uh, of, of government uh, um, uh, advisory and public mm -hmm. sector advisory, there's a major scarcity uh, of, uh, of experts and a very big demand for them. And this is uh, sort of where the idea of uh, experts on demand has, uh, uh, has, uh, came, has started, where it came. Uh, and, uh, well, from there, as, as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those, uh, you know, napkin discussions where we uh, <laughs> drew out uh, the, the the model for um, uh, for for the company. Um, and I must say, you know, quite quite quickly, uh, it uh, it uh, turned into us realizing that uh, not only uh, those networks uh, of experts uh, are uh, very much needed. Um, and there's scarcity in, in several uh, subject matter areas, not just the uh, government, and we've kept uh, uh, expanding. But we also saw the future as, uh, uh, as, as really merging the, uh -huh. the gig economy model uh, with the model of, of high-skilled uh, expertise. And this is really where, where we came um, uh, to the place we are today for, of, of establishing a platform uh, right. a broad group, not just the top-level experts, but also the mid-level experts, the group of um, experts we call um, uh, the professionals, the experts, consultants, and professionals, which mm -hmm. is a whole a new grouping for the, the gig economy that uh, fits in into the, the globally changing uh, demand. And, and this is, uh, this is uh, how uh, we've uh, seen the future, and uh, I think it's uh, uh, happening uh, before our eyes right now. 
And uh, I must also say that uh, these changes um, that EOND has fitted in have, have been really accelerated by, uh, by, by the COVID pandemic. Right. So when people think about gig, the first thing that sort of jumps in into your mind are, are you know, people driving Uber, whatever. But but tell us more about the company. I mean, how where do you operate? How do you actually source these experts? I mean, uh, this is people don't generally think they're going to get a call out of the blue, you know, to, to do the work for the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, for instance, as I did. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Look, I, I think it 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 really, you know, it's it's about to. Uh, Two sides. Think about uh, the, the the demand and the supply, right? Uh -huh. So, uh, on the on the demand side, we have organizations around the world which are rapidly changing into an external workforce model, right? So we see more and more organizations which uh, look for short-term, mid-term, freelance type of um, uh, employees, uh, and. Uh, what we have been seeing is uh, these the the look for even more high skilled employees than before to get those positions. On the other side, we have more and more experts which are ready to engage with short term and medium term uh, type of uh, uh, projects. So, how does EMD operate? We come in the middle of that. We make uh -huh. that uh, we make that uh, that match. In terms of how do we? source the experts uh, there are a number of uh, ways of course we use uh, open source like you mentioned we connected via uh, via linkedin yeah, uh, yeah. and 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 different uh, other uh, other platforms um, uh, we have our recruiters uh, which uh, uh, which uh, look for the good matches for the different demands that are uh, that are coming our way but uh, very importantly we have been automating the process of referrals so we base uh, also the growth of our network on the referrals from top experts in their field and this has allowed a rapid expansion um, of uh, of our base of experts um, uh, with the quality type of uh, professionals that uh, our clients would be would be looking for um, so this model allows uh, really to grow organically uh, okay. because uh, next experts provide referrals for uh, for 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 next experts uh, and and uh, with uh, along with the open source uh, it allows our our really base to grow very strongly. Now, the next uh, um, uh, sourcing happens really automatically, meaning uh, we've reached a level where uh, experts, uh, professionals sign up mm -hmm. to our platform uh, because okay. they start to know that this is the place that can get you uh, good and interesting assignments uh, because <laughs> of our of our client base uh, and because of our uh, of our reputation. Um, so in this way, if you combine all of those elements, uh, we have got uh, the, the view of the, the organically growing network and, and uh, mm -hmm. of sourcing our um, uh, professionals that join us. Now, we operate globally, um, our big, although our biggest markets right now are um, the Middle East and Europe, uh, uh -huh. but we've, uh, uh, we've been uh, some, 
at this point uh, supporting clients in uh, i want to give you the exact number but it was 37 or 38 countries so wow. uh, so already quite uh, uh, quite a uh, quite a few um, and uh, you know i think importantly uh, we are also at the, at the process where uh, our platform i think uh, will uh, grow uh, quite a lot because of this um, uh, demand for the high-skilled um, uh, uh, experts to join the gig economy. So I'm coming back to your, uh, you mentioning how does a company like ours fit into the gig economy model? Yeah, right? yeah. Well, this is, uh, uh, this is think of it as uh, a little bit as, as like an Uber for the high-skilled uh, experts. <laughs> and, and even, uh, you know, there are, there are some large um, platforms which, uh, uh, which work for where you can find freelancers, but they're mm -hmm. usually for uh, you know maybe uh, graphic design uh, or or some smaller IT jobs or some some, right, some, right. some programmers. But for uh, the 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 high level professional, uh, the consultant, the expert, the advisor, for this level of professionals, there wasn't really an online space for them, uh, uh, which is more curated and dedicated, but still can. Uh, connect with this demand for uh, for the uh, external uh, workforce growth and this is where where we come in as uh, as eon dean so so the, the thing that kind of uh, uh, struck me is that the information worker can do these be identified and picked up for these uh, gig jobs but traditionally you know large organizations and, and governments especially there's a lot of trust required a lot of knowledge of the organization or of government processes and and there's a lot of vetting that's normally done with these experts so with you're, you're saying now that they're are they loosening that up and they're by you know it, is it are they so desperate they have to go out and find anybody <laughs> on the street i mean this is this is really a big difference that's that's very you you're you're touching on a very important point and i believe this is something that has been part of our success that we actually were able to provide this vetting in a mm -hmm. semi automated way at 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 this ah. point uh, because we've uh, uh, when we when we've developed uh, right now our base and serviced so many clients and projects, we we have a good idea who is needed uh, for what type of uh, assignment uh, and uh, can match uh, those uh, needs to the profile. Us, uh, quite well, uh, and this uh, includes uh, uh, both our our automatic uh, uh, system of connecting uh, the requests for different uh, tags with uh, uh, with um, our uh, database, but right. also includes uh, the aid of our uh, network navigators group, which are experts in thematic fields that can also look through the more complex uh, uh, requests. So if you Put those uh, those things uh, uh, together. Uh, well, they create a quite efficient vetting system that uh, that EOND um, operates, uh, mm -hmm. and that allows us uh, to really give the, the good quality of um, uh, of the expert uh, of the professional that uh, that our clients uh, need. Um, which uh, you know, of course. Uh, 
it will depend on the level and length right. of the assignment uh, uh, and every case has its specificity uh, but still you know we are able to make those uh, those connections uh, um, quite well and uh, you've rightly pointed out it's a question of trust um, yeah. and uh, and i think you know the the trust in EOND is uh, uh, by our clients is something that allows them to uh, uh, cut on the length of the process of identifying the person for uh, for the job. So uh, you know, in a way, it's it's the duty of trust that, that is brought onto onto us, and it's part yeah. of, um, of of the the service that uh, that we deliver to uh, to our clients when we connect with uh, with the right uh, with the right people. Um, and of course, uh, you know, there is this element uh, of, uh, of speed here and how quickly mm -hmm. it can be done, uh, because this uh, in today's world, a lot of time is part of the of the advantage that you can get the knowledge or the expertise uh, um, quickly. Uh, and, and another part of why I think we've been uh, we've been successful in identifying the right people uh, within the right time frames. Well, you know, one of the aspects of my time um, working uh, through EOD for the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia is that I, did, I didn't mention that I never actually set foot in the kingdom. I'm in, I'm in Northern Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C., and I supported the kingdom from here. I was in Texas for a while. I was in California for a while, but at, at the very beginning, I mean, we all thought that that I would be making several physical trips. Um, I mean, I got my, I had my passport, I had visas, you know, you know. But in the end, I did the eight month gig completely remote. And, and in fact, I mean, we've this was 2018. I mean, we've all heard about work from home now and hybrid work arrangements as the future of work, but this was 2018. Nobody really did that, especially in an international gig. So, um, I mean, was that normal then? Uh, how has things changed from then to now? And I mean, well, was that unusual? I, you know, at that time, um, uh, I think it was a um, only starting, uh, ah, okay. but uh, of course, uh, you know, the whole pandemic and work from home, this was solidified in this model and everybody is uh, is used to this model at this point and it's yeah. uh, much much easier to engage uh, experts. But uh, think about this uh, from the uh, other side. You were ready to, to jump on the plane and fly at that yeah. time, but in many, many cases, uh, uh, good professionals, experts who are can be available for an assignment but only remote because for various reasons they can't relocate they cannot uh, um, travel they might not have the full time for uh, to go for a full uh, full length of a couple of months assignment but are willing to, to take this type of work um, uh, remotely uh, yeah. and uh, and this is uh, this is the part of this future of work that we're uh, that we're observing uh, and which which makes uh, a lot of clients available a lot of experts available for for clients they wouldn't uh, have um, otherwise uh, and and this is also the group that uh, eondi is uh, is working with um, mm. 
another another thing you know it's a it's a possibility perhaps to travel but just for a very short time and do much more work other work uh, remotely and this uh, uh, this type of hybrid uh, arrangement is something that um, that we've uh, uh, seen greatly increase in numbers uh, okay. and a lot of our assignments are uh, are done this way um, at the moment so uh, probably you know a big majority is either remote or in hybrid arrangements uh, the 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 in person assignments are 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 because of our global operation are becoming right. a, a smaller uh, percentage or a smaller, a smaller fraction of it, which shows you also where, where the future of work is heading, particularly for, for this high-skilled expert. And it is a new uh, element for high-skilled experts to uh, work this way, because as you pointed out, it's, it's this question of trust. Uh, yeah. uh, if you want to employ a high-level professional, uh, uh, you want to be able to interact with this person. Usually you want to make sure that... Um, that the you know that it's a, a right fit for your purpose as a as a, as a client as a as a company uh, or especially as a uh, government or a public sector mm-hmm. or organization that you that you talked about uh, which also is starting to um, you know acknowledge and and allow this type of remote uh, uh, work uh, model uh, or hybrid work model uh, yeah. and and I think uh, the pandemic has really accelerated this uh, this change quite a lot. So we've gone from uh, demanding consultants to be on site all the time to with the, you know, sort of shifting overnight to everyone working from home. And and now, you know, we cautiously say the post-pandemic world is is coming to us. And the, the hybrid arrangements are starting to be you know are popular normal they're no longer unusual so as a information worker what what's next okay will i now you know be in the metaverse so i'll have to have multiple avatars uh, working remotely for different companies through uh EOD. I mean, what is your version of the metaverse? <laughs> what's what's well, the next step I, for the future you know, of work? I, 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 I would be lying if I said we're not looking at, at this uh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> and there are different uh, different other uh, models of um, uh, of uh, representation, uh, if mm-hmm. you will, of uh, of, of experts uh, globally. Look, and, you know, I, think, I, I saw the other day. I saw online the other day uh, in October. I guess they hollow transported a group of nine people to the International Space Station, right? (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm going to have to think about how I'm going to be hollow transported when I do my next gig, so... (laughs) Right, exactly. No, so so yes, I think you know we uh, we can uh, we can already envisage uh, uh, what the future here might might hold for us. But I think the the most immediate uh, changes we'll be seeing in the next couple of years is the. Uh, the, the, the really this shift in terms of how people uh, want to work uh, in terms of where they are located versus where the work actually uh, actually is and I think okay. this model is going to you know really uh, solidify um, the other thing you know it's a it's something we've we've also seen globally now we're really moving into a project-based uh, uh, economy 
Right. Okay. So the operations of institutions are increasingly based on, on projects which have much more agility in terms of how they're managed and how they're implemented. And that requires you know, fast injections of, uh, of expertise and knowledge that are centered around those uh, projects. And if you've got a majority of global organizations uh, which are starting increasingly to operate this way, uh, they require a very large increase in the external workforce. Right? So mm. already organizations like Facebook, like Google, they're, they're moving into 50%. Uh, that's that's five zero of wow. employees being uh, being brought as external uh, workforce, external. right? This is like, uh, this is your high-skilled freelancer de facto, wow. right? So if you, and then they're at the forefront of the change. Now, if you think about the whole uh, global economy chasing them, plus mm -hmm. organizations, uh, you know, outside of the private sector uh, joining these models, you're seeing a major global shift into an external workforce and with that happening, uh, you know this, this the the high skilled uh, expertise, the professionals, uh, you know the, the advisors and consultants. Well, yeah. they'll all uh, be looking, uh, you know, for uh, for the type of uh, assignments and the type of work that can fit their uh, first of all time availability, location availability, and specific specific uh, um, uh, knowledge. Right. So so that type of agility and flexibility and the and the were in the work assignments and the jobs uh, taken uh, this you know this will be increasingly uh, in um, the reality right mm -hmm. and we will see in our estimation in the next couple of years uh, you know another 100 million uh, uh, people moving into this sort of uh, <laughs> Uh, work wow. uh, work work model um uh, and uh, you know the 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 amount of uh, organizations uh, uh, changing into this model going into hundreds of uh, of thousands uh, globally uh, and you know there's been uh, also research to back up this change uh, done by harvard business uh, mm -hmm. uh, school done by um, a, a, a number of other think tanks and organizations the world economic forum so we're we're, we're seeing these changes that have been um, happening, starting to happen before COVID, accelerate post-COVID, uh, and I think you know now we'll have this uh, this moment of uh, of solidifying this new uh, new reality, uh, and uh, you know more and more tools, uh, you know right. potentially including the metaverse, potentially including holograms, <laughs> potentially uh, you know using blockchain for yeah. uh, for easier. Um, uh, transactions, uh, operations, uh, and uh, and for uh, uh, for for instance, getting uh, you know confirmation of somebody's expertise mm. and verification. We've talked about you know the, the, those vetting mechanisms. Right. Uh, all, right. all of these things uh, you know will be increasingly happening, and uh, you know. And I think uh, one of the things EOND is uh, striving to uh, is to be at the forefront of the change with that that element of uh, of trust. So providing the trust through this uh, verification mm -hmm. of uh, of the top level expert of the top level uh, professional um, uh, that can be available to um, uh, uh, to those different projects because this this will be this uh, digital trust will be a very very important component here. Oh no, that's a that's a good term. I'm going to remember digital trust. How how you can establish digital trust uh, with respect to the competence of your external workforce. I mean, this is uh, going to be a 
a big requirement, uh, a big discussion in the C-suite. So um, one thing sort of, you know, going back to the, the conflict briefly, um, one thing that we've seen in, in, in this war is the direct linkage to the economics and to business. I mean, the, uh, the West immediately slapped a lot of uh, restrictions um, uh, on the uh, uh, Russian government, and that led a lot of multinationals to have to make a decision with respect to their employees that were either in the countries um, or working for those countries and their you know, multi-billion dollar businesses sort of shut down in, in the country overnight. And uh, this will, of course, affect the uh, staffing. So has the, the recent conflict changed your views on remote work um, and uh, the future of work when it comes to the, the gig economy for information workers? Well, you know, I think, uh, of course, uh, now with uh, with Russia, it's a quite uh, quite specific uh, case, and even one could imagine that uh, trying to uh, you know take care of uh, some of the employees who've been doing a good job and might have not not much to do with uh, with the war, uh, um, in a bit of a different circumstance, maybe could be. Uh, um, somehow figured out for online assignments for for those uh, for, from those uh, companies. Although in the current sanction regime, that would be very very difficult. But uh, I think it shows us uh, something else, uh, uh, which could be a bit more uh, difficult or or even worrying from the global economy. And that's not just uh, the. Uh, the decoupling with with Russia, but the potential decoupling with China, if this uh, uh, collision yeah. course uh, uh, continues, because this would uh, really really affect um, uh, affect the uh, the whole globalization uh, um, uh, process. Uh, uh, you know, on, on that, and that, but that's on on one hand. Uh, honestly, I think it will not change uh, uh, that much in the sense uh, that the the demand for the the you know the professionals the experts mm -hmm. to deliver uh, uh, their work um, you know will be there it might just be in different uh, uh, formats and uh, okay. might be sought after through different levels of uh, of competition but uh, right, right. if anything uh, you know it will uh, increase the need for expertise to be provided in um, you know, in various uh, uh, in various locations, uh, uh, and and you know, one can imagine. I mean, uh, uh, that's not going to happen, of course, with Russia. Most likely, Russia will become just very strongly isolated. I mean, closer to a uh, North Korea model. Uh, mm -hmm. But if there's a block built by uh, by China, you can imagine uh, you know competition for workers to be engaged in projects uh, yeah. from one side or, or, or the other. But uh, uh, but uh, you know in terms of uh, high level expertise, uh, uh, look whatever is going to happen, the, the 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 real professionals will be always in demand. Now whether that's uh, going to be uh, um, you know more in the crisis mode or or more in the uh, growth mode. 
road, uh, I think that that's uh, that's something we can be uh, we can be certain of, right? And uh, I think that also you know the the whole um, aspect of digitalization of of the of the economy, uh, you know that's that's also not going to to stop. I think you know we've uh, we've forgotten a little bit uh, just uh, uh, having uh, um, all of our attention focused on the global geopolitical events and on the war that the technological race uh, is still there. Yes, <laughs> and, yes, and actually absolutely. Developments are, are 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 being accelerated, and and also if if one thing history teaches us is that uh, uh, you know competition uh, and and arms races and and and. Um, and different uh, uh, even wars uh, yeah. a lot of times accelerate the the development of uh, of technology rather than uh, um, rather than than stop it so i think we're we'll see that uh, you know whichever dimension uh, the the geopolitical landscape looks like uh, we will still uh, see a great acceleration in using remote and online uh, expertise uh, and uh, and i think that uh, those trends we've been seeing for the future of work, well, they're only going to accelerate in the years to come. Well, I tell you, Marcin, when you were uh, back in, in college getting your degrees in uh, geopolitics, I, you probably never thought that how important it would be to uh, know that topic in the you know gig economy for information workers that are leveraging this advanced technology. I mean, you're finding yourself sort of at the leading edge of globalization digital, and digitalization. So um, I really thank you. Thank you for your, your time and perspective uh, today, Marcin. And unfortunately, though, uh, our time has actually come to an end. Uh, but how can the audience learn more about uh, experts on demand and, and your approach to delivering industry uh, and government expertise globally. Uh, well, thanks. Thanks very much for uh, for this, Kevin and NDS. I mean, if 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 we if you ask me back then, <laughs> what uh, what would be the uh, the the future here? I, I I mean, it would be very very hard to imagine. But uh, but there we are, and that tells you only that one of the uh, you know I think good uh, good deeds of any expert mm -hmm. is that they can adjust quickly and uh, and work in this new reality. And uh, and uh, you know that um, having said that, I we I'd really encourage all of our uh, audience. Uh, to uh, go to our uh, website, uh, to go to our uh, uh, LinkedIn, um, mm -hmm. and uh, really sign up to EOMD and and see what uh, what kind of great opportunities you can uh, you can find with us if you're open and uh, interested <laughs> in in some uh, very fascinating projects um, uh, globally. And uh, you know we we like to take pride in taking good care of our experts. Uh, so uh, so hopefully uh, I'd say uh, you can find all of that out by uh, by signing up and, and checking out um, uh, uh, EOMD and of course you can do that on our website on our on our, on our LinkedIn uh, pages and uh, you know be, be then part of our uh, adventure here on on, on growing uh, as well and venturing into this uh, future of work uh, models I think that there's a uh, quite a story ahead. 
Well, no, I absolutely can vouch for that. I mean, it's uh, four years, Marcin, that uh, we've known each other, and I'm I'm waiting to get measured for my uh, hollow transportation suit so, <laughs> for the next step in my future of work. So um, thank you. Thank you very much. And, and in closing, I would like to invite everyone to check out the wide variety of, of industry thought leadership that we bring here, uh, like Marson on the future of work at Digital uh, Transformers and supplychainnow.com. And, and you can find Digital Transformers and Supply Chain Now wherever you get your podcast. So be sure to subscribe. And so on behalf of the entire team here at Supply Chain Now, this is Kevin Jackson wishing all of our listeners a bright and transformational future and future of work. We'll see you next time on Digital Transformers. Thank you for supporting Digital Transformers and for being a part of our global Supply Chain Now community. Please check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com. Make sure you subscribe to Digital Transformers anywhere you listen to or view the show and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Digital Transformers.